From BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, this is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast, presented by Duncan, with your host, Shane Frederick. This is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast, presented by Duncan. I'm Shane Frederick, I'm the host, and joining me this week are Minnesota State defenseman Wyatt Amat, he's the team captain, and junior defenseman Jake Livingstone, how are you guys doing today? Good, Freddie. How are you? Doing all right. Yeah, Thanks. Thanks for uh, joining me. You guys are coming off of your CCHA semifinal victory over Northern Michigan on Saturday night and preparing this week for the CCHA championship, the Mason Cup championship game against Bemidji State on Saturday at the Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center in downtown Mankato. You guys got to be uh, pretty fired up for preparing for this championship game, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's going to be a good crowd. I heard today that it was already sold out even. Um, so for some of us that have played in that championship game against Bowling Green my freshman year, uh, just kind of see the atmosphere and the intensity in a game like this. It's exciting. So I know a lot of us are looking forward to it. And uh, it's exciting for these newer guys to kind of get in there and see that atmosphere as well, uh, hosting a playoff game in our own rink. Yeah, Jake, you're not really a new guy, but you're obviously newer than this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's going through your mind this week as you prepare for the uh, to play for a, a title? I mean, it would be pretty cool. Last year, we kind of missed on that opportunity after that loss in Northern. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Obviously, that Bowling Green series, you hear a lot about it. So, kind of hoping to uh, get in it and uh, see the fans and uh, hopefully make that building kind of like a tornado in there. Kind of get it rocking for sure. You know, Saturday against Northern, it kind of was a tornado. I think I described it as an onslaught, um, just the, the way you guys scored goals. Clearly, um, you're not the same team as you were last year, but last year you lost to Northern in the semifinals in a in that kind of weird COVID weekend where uh, you only had a few fans in the stands and, and uh, uh, played uh, not your best game, I'm sure. Uh, everybody kind of remembers that, that night, but uh, you certainly went on and, and did well from there, but... Oh, what what went well in that game? Did you feel like you you were flying right off the start? Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, we came out a lot harder than against St. Thomas. Um, you know, we kind of snuck through with those two games that weekend, and I think we just kind of regrouped, got back to our game, which we needed to do. I think uh, all four lines played well, all the UOL, and obviously Dryden, um, you know, being himself, he was unbelievable. So I just thought we got back to our game, got back to our business, had a better start that was big for us. And kind of just got rolling. Everyone built off each other. And like I said, going off that St. Thomas weekend, we knew we had to be better. And so I think it was a good weekend for our group to kind of get back on page and just play our game again. Yeah, Jake, what did you think? Uh, you guys had that big second period, obviously, where you really broke the game open. Um, I know they made it, uh, they did get on the board there and with the power play goal. And, and uh, maybe that seemed to, was that kind of a difference in the game there? Did you guys kind of turn it on from that point, do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think we're kind of going right from the start there. Uh, we've been kind of emphasizing a lot on starts lately because I think we've had a few tough starts, especially against St. Thomas, and I give credit to our leadership group and kind of the whole team kind of getting to work last week and figuring it out that way. So, You know, you mentioned Dryden, uh, Wyatt, and, and obviously almost every podcast, I think someone, uh, whether it's me or, or one of the players or coaches, uh, brings him up in his, his fantastic season and his fantastic career and goal. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the defense in front of him is certainly no slouch, and, and you two are a big part of that. You guys are defensive partners. And what 
what is the secret to your success as defensemen? And don't just say the goaltender. I know that's a big part of it, but but for the the defensive crew themselves, uh, the defensive core for you guys, what 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 is kind of the the secret to your success? What makes you guys go? Uh, <clears throat> I think it's just building off each other. Like uh, Nader always says in Coach Hastings, you know, we recruit hockey players with good IQ. Just thinking with our being the whole time. And uh, just kind of breaking pucks out is the biggest thing. The last time in the D zone, obviously, the better. So I think that's the biggest thing. Like I said, just building off each other. I've uh, I've been fortunate enough to play with Levy this year, and I've learned a lot from him. Just, uh, you know, simple things that are just going to help us get out of our zone easier. So I think that's the biggest thing for all of us. You know, we all learn off each other, and everyone brings their own, uh, you know, their own unique piece to the puzzle. Um, so I think as an entire group, you know, you've seen all 90, and all 90 of our just can play well. So I think uh, – that's been our biggest thing, our depth. You're never really worried when the group's out there, you know, repairing. So just spending the last time in our D zone, breaking pucks out, you know, got to credit our forwards. They come back and help us out. They put themselves in good positions. We can get the puck to them. So I think that's the biggest thing is just breaking pucks out well, building off each other and, you know, always learning from each other as well. Because like I said, everyone's different in their own way, but I think that's what makes our uh, group special back there. Jake, what, what makes you two play well together? What, you know, in terms of a defensive partners, uh, you know, what, what's kind of the key to that? And, you know, what, what, what works well for you guys and what works well in general and when two guys click in that spot? I think we just kind of we're on the same page a lot of the time with like certain things, ozone, D zone, like neutral zone, stuff like that. We, we talk to and we can both like kind of get at each other or be calm and have a conversation without it getting out of hand. Cause we both have a lot of respect for each other and like love for each other. So I think that really helps and kind of just being on the same page is like, Knowing where guys are going to be, knowing what he's going to do, knowing like kind of like that stuff. So once you get to know each other, we played a little with a little bit with each other last year. So mm-hmm. we kind of got used to it, I guess, and kind of just kind of build off of this year, just kind of moving pucks. I think we break pucks out really well together and defend hard together. I think both of us take pride in defending hard. So I think we just work because we know what we want to do and how we want to do it. Do you guys um, each have a, a different role to play in that spot, or is it one person? Are you kind of you know, one person picks up for the other one. If one person, you know, whether one person pinches or, or takes the puck and, you know, you've been known once in a while to, uh, you know, take the puck deep when you have to, you know, why it's got a hat trick this yeah, year. So, I mean, is it just a little bit of give and take and knowing what the other's doing and be, and also kind of holding yourself responsible for uh, when someone else decides to go? Yeah, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with just working as a unit. Like you said, like mm-hmm. one pinch as the other one comes back. I've got to give uh, credit to our forwards as well. A lot of them are very defensive-minded, which obviously they can score goals, but a lot of them are defensive-minded in a way that they'll support us as well and kind of have have our backs if Wyatt jumps up or whatever. And, or when I do, they'll have our backs so we're not just left stranded out there. We kind of have each other as well as the other three forwards that are with us. You guys are such a veteran group of, of defensemen, um, but – at the same time, uh, you, you have, uh, they, they announced today, and by the time you listen to this, they may, they may announce other WCHA awards, but they announced the all-rookie team today, and uh, Bennett Zmolik made that. Uh, so one of your def- defensive uh, um, teammates. Uh, I know he's been banged up lately, but uh, he's certainly seemed to really come on as the season went on. And um, even when the lineup showed seven forwards, it wasn't like, someone was treated as an extra skater. They seem to get uh, regular shifts or Bennett seemed to get a lot of regular shifts in that situation. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what he's brought to the table this, this year for your group and, and uh, what, um, 
and how he's improved as the season's gone on. Yeah, like I said, you know, when we dress 7D, um, which we've done the majority of the year, I think that's just kind of a credit to our, our, how deep our entire decor is. Um, but, you know, like I said, uh, with Bennett stepping in and playing that role he has this year, he helped us a lot. Um, you know, even going back in years past, we've played 7D. You know, that 7D isn't really getting a normal shift. But as you see with Bennett, you know, he's always he's always playing normal. He's either out there with McNeely or Carroll, you know, myself, whoever. It's always... He's always out there. He's he's always had an impact on the game. He plays hard. He blocks shots. He breaks puck out well. He skates. You know, I, I just think he's a good, solid, all-around player, and he's one of those guys that'll do whatever it takes to win. He's a competitor. He wants to win. Uh, he's, you know, he's very selfless. So I think that's a big, you know, big thing for him, why we always have him in the lineup and why he's always helping us. You know, he can play in any situation, like I said. Some people might view him as a freshman, but uh, I don't think he really plays like that. Like I said, he plays hard, intense. You know, he'll do whatever it takes to win, so... Just got to tip my hat to his competitiveness. And, you know, like I said, he's, he's very selfless. So I think that's why he's been a good fit with us so far back there. Kind of going through your roster, you know, just to see who else would have been eligible for that. And you've had a few freshmen play here and there throughout the year, but uh, for the most part, just really a veteran group, which might, you know, even with your newcomers who have come in this season, uh, whether they're transfers or, or uh, what have you, uh, really seems to be a, a, such a such a veteran team. Um, you've been here for four years, <laughs> Wyatt, I mean, what, what's it been like to see, you know, is this the most veteran team in terms of just what everybody brings and how you guys are able to conduct yourselves on a daily basis? That's tough. Um, you know, going back in all four years, I think we've had a deep group in general. <clears throat> um, you know, this year we might have more seniors or, you know, upperclassmen than past years, but I think the teams in the past have also had that depth. Um, but overall, yeah, <clears throat> I think that's, you know, just kind of how this program's, kind of grown and transitioned is just always having that deep team and the competitive atmosphere and practice because that's how we're all going to get better you know we're all we're obviously all competitors we want to do our best but going against the best in practice you know is only going to make you better so i think that's a big test uh all of us you know just the mental side of it for example like will hillman you know he might have not been getting the credit or playing much at the beginning of the year but these past few games he's been a big part of our success so it's obviously really good to see him stick to it you know he's a He's a great kid, great teammate, and he's been <clears throat> really good for us those last two games. So said, I think that's just kind of the a test to our practice, the habits, you know, he's gained and kind of learned from uh, you know, some of his older forwards, just kind of the daily habits that he has to have to be successful. And I think it's just cool to see how it's rolled over and affected him uh these past two games. Because like I said, he's been a big part of our success. You know, he works hard, he he plays really well, and I think Libby can, you know, agree. Like I said, he's just uh we're happy to see his recent success and proud of him for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree. Big time. Especially all the guys like that. Steve, too, not playing much on the back end. And then he comes in St. Thomas weekend. He plays really well and moves mm -hmm. the puck well. And Steve Bellini. Yeah, right? and yeah. everybody kind of sees, like, hey, like these guys can play, too, when they don't get the recognition that they do or they should. Because, I mean, I think all of us can attest. I think our practices are probably a lot harder than our games most times, mm -hmm. which I think Coach takes pride in that because he knows <laughs> that he likes that and kind of prepares us for the games, which is good. So, yeah, I think uh, just a lot of our freshmen and even sophomores, I guess, that are coming in and making impacts, like Greg scoring mm -hmm. from last year. He didn't, wasn't in the lineup much, and he kind of played a big part this last week, and that whole line's been doing really well. Yeah, it's interesting to see. Like you mentioned Bellini and, and Hillman, two guys who, you're right, didn't get a lot of playing time throughout the year, and suddenly they get thrown in at an important time of the season. And 
uh, they have to be ready to go. And that's, I, I'm, that can't be easy for, for players. And I've talked to different guys uh, throughout, uh, you know, Cade Borchardt's a great example of it from his freshman year to now uh, not playing a lot as a freshman and, and then being such a uh, important player for you guys up front. Uh, but uh, it just maybe, you know, goes to show what, uh, what kind of preparation everybody, you know, is expected to do because they don't know when their number is going to get called. Yeah, absolutely. I think, Big like big part of here is kind of a lot of guys will say they treat us like pros, and I think that in like a way of coming in when your opportunity is given and kind of making taking the most of that opportunity, then it's kind of I don't know I think very pro like because mm -hmm. a lot of us coming from college are probably if we go pro or whatever are not going to get many opportunities like I'd say first round draft picks or second round draft picks are going to get. So I think the more you learn to I don't know succeed in those situations, the better off you'll be. I'm uh, not scrolling on my phone. For those of you who are watching online, uh, looking at texts, I'm just want to make sure I have this right. But uh, this week, Wyatt uh, was named a finalist for the 2022 Derek Hines Unsung Hero Award by the Hockey Commissioners Association. So, congratulations to you on being a finalist for that award. Thank you. Uh, it's a player who uh, is a consummate team player and team builder. And so I said, congratulations to you, but I'm going to throw it over to Livy here and say, what, uh, what makes Wyatt uh, a person who should win this award or should be a finalist for this award anyway, in your mind? Uh, I'd say selflessness for sure. I think every day he kind of comes to the rink. I mean, it comes with a positive attitude. I'm kind of a grumpy old man sometimes. So <laughs> to have him sitting next to me or a D partner, he always comes with a positive attitude. And like everybody around him obviously enjoys being around him. And he kind of brings his best every day, works works hard, works his tail off every day, and just likes to have fun. And there's not a guy on our team that doesn't laugh when he says something either <laughs> stupid or funny, but it's kind of one of those things where it's just he just shows up every day and it's kind of, you know, like I said, practice is hard every day. Sometimes that's hard to do. And just kind of mentally being there for guys, a lot of guys on our team, I'm sure people have talked about it, like said mental health issues and stuff like that. I'm not saying a lot of guys on our team do, but I'm just saying, I'm sure there's days where guys are like, I don't want to be here right now, mm -hmm. but he's one of those guys that's kind of an everyday, helps guys out. You always be somebody you can kind of go talk to if you're struggling with something. So that's kind of huge. When especially as a captain, I mean, you need somebody like that on your team, and he's just kind of that open mind, and like everybody likes and enjoys talking to him. Is that something you saw right away from him when you when you got to campus uh, when you got showed up as part of this team? Yeah, I think more so, less so. Something you figure out more is like you can go. He's easy to talk to, like more once you get to know somebody. But sure. right away you knew like he's just he's a comedian sometimes. <laughs> like he's just funny, so you just kind of get to you warm up with him like that way more so than I can go talk to this guy. But you figure it out pretty quick. When you hear you know you're up for an award like this and someone says unsung hero, I mean, what does that mean in your mind? I mean, I know for a shot block shot blocking defensive defensemen uh they're often the unsung heroes of a team so you, you kind of fit into that role that way except for your hat trick night <laughs> yeah i think uh you know obviously it's a nice honor to be you know just mentioning that conversation but i think uh just think back to kind of the process and what helped me you know even be up for that uh award and i think a lot of that's you know between kind of just being raised, I guess, right with my parents and just family and friends around to past leaders here. You know, there's other people to learn from. Cause I always like to kind of go back to the past guys that I've, you know, learned from in my time, Mankato and you know, Nick Rivera, uh, Reese, you know, Max Cota. I think all those guys were, 
<laughs> Edwin Hokinson too, you know, where all those type of guys are in the same situation where they might not have always been getting the credit for things, mm-hmm. but you know, they're the guys that are doing everything right behind the scenes. They're, you know, like Livy said, trying to be someone that's there to talk to, or just, you know, if you need a ride somewhere, just simple things. I think the biggest thing is just kind of build off the experiences and, you know, try to treat others how you like to be treated. Obviously it kind of sounds kind of cheesy and quirky there, but uh, I think that's the big thing is just kind of go back to, reflecting and kind of seeing what other people have done for you and try to, you know, do the same thing for others. Cause obviously it means a lot to people. And like Levy said, our days aren't always easy. Um, you know, as student athletes, it's, you know, overloading schedule, whether it's school work, you know, being at the rink. So I think, uh, I just like to control what I can control. Just go to the rink, be a happy guy, positive, may uh, joke around a little bit. Sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, just like say, control what I can control, go out there, work hard and just kind of put my best foot forward every day and just try to help other guys build off that too. When, you, when you're a captain of a team and is it something that uh, things can stay pretty steady for you throughout the year? Uh, do things change? Do they get harder as you, you get down the, down the stretch here? Do they get easier from a, from a leadership standpoint? What is it, what is it like for you to kind of bear that load? I think it's just been adjusting the whole year. Um, I'm excited. I've learned from great leaders in the past mm-hmm. and obviously having McNeely and lots kind of in the you know same position with me. I'll never, you know, say this is, you know, all a one person operation because that's never the case. Um, so those guys have done a great job being leaders and captains as well. You know, some other guys on our team, other juniors, seniors, you know, they're, they're good, great leaders too. So they take a lot of the load. So I've never, you know, viewed that, you know, a lot of this load is on one person in particular because that's never the case with their program. But I think, uh, you know, it's just a learning process. You know, I have a good relationship with coach and, you know, we like to talk things through or, you know, he'll bounce some things off me or vice versa. I think that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I, I trust him. We all trust him, especially this leadership group. We all have good relationships with him. So I think that's the biggest thing, just kind of do a, a little subtle learning throughout the entire year. So then when you get down to a time like this, you know, you we trust what we've built to this, you know, this point. We just, like I said, try to put our best foot forward every day because that's all we can really control right now. So I don't really think that the stress level goes up or anyone really views like that because, you know, I think we're confident with uh, the book we've been building our entire season. It's just tr- uh, time to, you know, keep writing this chapter. Let's talk about this weekend coming up, uh, playing uh, playing the Beavers. You just played them a few weeks ago. One, uh, you clinched the uh, McNaughton Cup against them. Um, they had the uh, upset, uh, you know, they, they won in three games the first week. That wasn't an upset. They won at home, and then uh, but against a good Bowling Green team, and then they went on the road and beat uh, Michigan Tech, who I think a lot of people thought you'd probably be playing uh, this weekend, uh, in one versus two, but the, the Beavers pulled off the upset. Uh, um, what's, you know, what do you guys have to do well this weekend? What do you, what do you, on Saturday night, what, what, what areas are you trying to, to really concentrate on Jake? Uh, I think we just kind of, I'd say stick back to our roots. Like he said, like, I mean, we got to get back to where we did against Northern from the step we took from St. Thomas to Northern was big. I think we got to take another step this weekend because we're facing even a better team. So we just got to stick back to roofs. A lot of things are sticks and bumps, Get keep our inside ice, you know, little things like that. So we just got to be physical, and I think uh, things will go our way. We've had a lot of success against them this year. I think it's almost been surprising. Usually your your, your games are so close, and but, uh, you know, they went through a little bit of a bumpy patch, and now it seems like they're playing pretty good hockey again. Is that what you guys are seeing on tape? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, they, uh, you know, they kind of went through some ups and downs during the season, but that also provides them an opportunity to kind of learn and look in the mirror and kind of what they got to do to be better. And I think they've done that. You know, they're 
They're well coached. They have a veteran group over there. They have experience in the playoffs as well. So I think, uh, you know, obviously we have to respect what they've done and kind of those top, you know, three, five guys they got. They're really good players. You know, they can impact the game. So I think uh, the biggest thing for us is just obviously knowing, you know, when that group's on the ice. But I think just sticking to our game is going to be the big thing. Like Livy said, getting back there, kind of what made us successful against Northern. But we also, you know, learned some different things about our group in that game as well. So kind of build off that Northern game and just come into this, uh, weekend against Bemidji, you know, just playing our best. Use use what we've done all year. Use the crowd. Try to get them into it early and just, uh, you know, take advantage of having that home ice because it's obviously a long, hard thing to do throughout the year. To, you know, be in this position, playing at home. So I think uh, just getting on them early and kind of dictating our pace in our game, trying to put a little, you know, sprinkle a little bit of uh, doubt on that seed over there that we've, you know, had some success throughout the year. But I think that this is a whole new game. Like everyone says it's playoffs, it's a new season, it's a one game thing, so anything can happen. This is going to be your last home game, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I was actually uh, <laughs> thinking about that the other day before we played Northern. It's like, well, if things don't go well, you know, just remember that this is the last home game. Trying to try to take it in. So, I think our uh, our group, our class, including lots of McNeil, you know, I've done uh, some special things here in Mankato. You know, with uh, you know, just the entire group had a lot of success at home. So, I think the biggest thing is just. Go out on a high note, you know, take advantage of, uh, like I said, earning that home ice in this situation. But at the end of the day, just take it all in because obviously this is a very special place and we've enjoyed playing there. So I think that's the big thing for us, just uh, go out on the high note, win at home, and just enjoy the whole process of it. You got to win win one for those guys in their last game, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just got to take advantage of our opportunity. Don't, don't take it for granted for sure. It's kind of on to the next. Do you have a a, a a particular game or memory that that stands out at at, at the at at the Civic Center and the man the man the, the Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center? It's such a mouthful. It needs a, it needs a good nickname. Uh, your tongue twister there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, that Bowling Green game that I mentioned earlier is a highlight for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, that's one. I also thought it was you know pretty cool just to be a part of uh, you know the different handful of records throughout and it's been setting and a lot of those have been at home mm-hmm. um i think just the cool thing about that like I said seeing the excitement from the entire community everyone at the rink and the guys for Drido, i think that's been pretty cool just to experience uh you know with the teammate obviously the same class live together and everything so that's been cool for me just kind of be a part of it in a way but at the same time it's you know all all about him in that situation in a way so i think that's just been cool for us to kind of take that in and be along for the ride with him in those home games. Yeah. It's, it's I continue to be amazed at the games I've been to this year where, you know, he, he there's definitely a little bit more of a, an applause and a, and a cheer, a, a louder one for him for, oh. for Dryden when he, when the <laughs> worst feeling in the world when you're starting lineup and you go right after Dryden McKay it goes from loud to, ah. Yeah, <laughs> and do they say you before Wyatt? Uh, no, usually they'd say him, but usually it's I always make fun of Akito for this because he goes right after Dryden. Yeah, and they usually start, and it's just so loud. And then Akito goes, and it's still loud, but it's just not the same. Like, it's like he's in a different room. Yeah, oh. <laughs> someone's opening, and closing the door yeah. after Dryden. <laughs> yeah, they're so, pulling out their flyers to see who Akito is. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knows who's this two guys. <laughs> it's so not fair. Yeah, seriously, that's what we say. It's just not fair. He's earned it. Yeah, so true. Yeah, it's just, it's really kind of blown me away to hear hear that. And and uh, I mean, it just goes to show like how you know how what his career has been like I, here and what what he's done. And um, 
pretty amazing. I'm sure it's pretty amazing to play in front of them too. Absolutely. And like coach, you know, Patomi said from Northern the other night, you just want to make a point of it. You know, he's arguably the best player in college hockey. And, you know, some people like said, obviously we've had good defensive groups ahead of him, but you also got to watch the games that he steals and, you know, what he does to, you know, keep us in games and give us that opportunity to kind of take a lead or manage a different team's push. Cause like, you know, like coach said, or uh, Tommy said, it's, people don't really realize how he affects a game and, you know, us as a group ahead of him. You know, even there's times I was where mistakes are made and you feel a lot more comfortable when you got Dryden back there. Uh, you know, that's kind of, he's been a rock all year and, you know, all four years he's been here. I think he's had a big impact on this program and our success. You know, all that doesn't happen without having him back there. So I think, uh, you know, more people actually do have to understand how good he is and what he's done for this program. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I, th- I think a lot of times because of the number of shots you, you guys give up and how m- much uh, your team possesses pucks compared to your opponents oftentimes, I think uh, people kind of look at maybe what where his support system has come from rather than uh, the other way around. And I'm not saying they discredit him for that, but certainly they don't see him stealing games. They don't see those moments. They don't see those you know big uh, save moments. Uh, that big number of saves type of game. But on the flip side of it, he's doing some things that make you guys either more comfortable in the way you play, I would think. And uh, knowing that he's back there, I just, it, it might not show up quite the same way as, as those other numbers. Jake. Yeah. I mean, I think with Drado too, a lot of people can say, Oh, like if you got nine shots in a game, but imagine playing five shifts in a game when we usually play 30, like to get a rhythm and to stay into the game and be that like, I don't know, just tentative, I guess, and kind of paying attention to everything that's going on and then still make a breakaway save, like the shorthand one he did. It's just right. kind of impressive. Like, I don't know. He's just the man. I always call him, <laughs> I call him my G. So he's just, he's just the man. I don't know. There's really nothing else you can say about him. He's just the man. I mean, prime, prime example of him, you know, stealing a game. I shouldn't say stealing a game, but keeping us in it when we were at Tech. Mm-hmm. I think it was Saturday night. We were on the kill with, you know, four or five minutes left. Somehow it got some weird bounce off the glass, and I had no idea where the puck is. Olivia had no idea where it was. Yeah. And all of a sudden it pops up together in the slot, and you know, and somehow he's there. He's just always in the right position. Like Libby said, you know, might, some people might, uh, you know, maybe knock on him for being short or smaller, but the thing with him is he's always so positionally sound that he's there even when you don't think he should be. He looks so big, even though he may not be. Yeah, I heard, um, I, I watched a game, you guys were on the road, and uh, the announcer talked about how big they thought he was and then then went to the program and saw uh, what he's listed at and said, oh, wait a second, that doesn't seem right. He looks so much bigger out there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's a good thing. Play big. I mean, right. Yeah. Um, well, this is uh, this is an exciting time of the year. People are, are pretty excited to see you guys play. Like Wyatt said, uh, it's going to be a, uh, a sellout or close to or get your tickets now for standing room uh, only uh, spots to, to watch the game. Uh, I'm always excited when there's a game like that here. Um, and there hasn't been one for a couple of years because of uh, after you guys got knocked out last year and obviously the COVID year before that. So it, it'll be fun to uh, uh, have a, a championship on the line this weekend. Uh, best of luck to you guys uh, against the Beavers and going forward. Thank you, Freddie. Yeah, I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. It's exciting to uh, you know, be able to obviously host this with the community and get the fans and all that there. So, Everyone's worked hard for it and supported, you know, Maverick Hockey throughout the last couple of years. So it's just exciting to be able to provide this opportunity for them. We're just trying to make the most of it and take advantage of using our own uh, crowd there. 
All right. And this is for the Mason Cup. Everybody remember now that it's the CCHA and the uh, old CCHA championship trophy was the Mason Cup, uh, named after Ron Mason, the longtime coach of Michigan State and and elsewhere. And uh, that's uh, going to be a new trophy that uh, the Mavericks hope will be in their trophy case after this weekend. So uh, we'll get a chance to see that. So uh, thanks again for having me on. Uh, Jake Livingstone, Wyatt Amat. I'm Shane Frederick. We'll talk to you next time.